a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hello, all you motorcycle peeps out there. Welcome back to the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. Rocky Mountain ATVMC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three day shipping. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us out there. Thank you, Rocky Mountain. I actually just purchased some tires from Rocky Mountain. It was super easy. So don't think I don't buy anything because I do. So thank you to RockyMountainATVMC.com for coming on board, sticking with us. And thank you to Fly Racing. Dale, great guy. Dirt Buzz, he works at Dirt Buzz, but he also works at Fly Racing. Fly Racing has some of the best gear out there. If you guys haven't checked them out, please do so. You know what I'm going to say. Light Hydrogen is my favorite. You know I can go on and on about the boa reel, how comfortable the jersey is. It's athletic cut, but it's not tight. For those of you that are 38, bigger boys out there, it's okay. Get it. Light Hydrogen. Thank me later. Email me and thank me. You will love it. So, Go to flyracing.com and check it out. And also, thank you to the guys at Racetech. If you guys want to get your suspension done, worked on, or even just serviced, head over to racetech.com. Check out, see what they have. Send your stuff to Racetech. Be happy after you get it back. Trust me, they just did the Honda 450. They're doing the Kawasaki 450 next for me. They do great work. Rob over there and Chris Riesenberg. I don't know if you know Chris or not, but Chris was a badass in Arena Cross. Um, and also, Rob is a badass tuner. Not only suspension, but he also does engine work. So, everyone over there at Race Tech um, are great people, very friendly. And not only do they know suspension, but they do engines too. So, go check them out, give them a chance. I know I just did, and they made me eat my words. So,. They do good work. So go check them out, racetech.com. All right, guys. Well, <clears throat> we are back again on a Tuesday. I just got home from testing the KTM 450 SXF Factory Edition. 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 2018.5. Oh, my gosh. Heather's not going to be happy with me. Might have to spend $10,000. Damn it. Oh, it's a good bike. I'm telling you guys. We're going to dive into it more. But um, I was at Comp Edge today, which was a very good test day. The moisture that the rains um, left us with in the high des left the track amazing, spongy, tacky, big ruts, big bumps. So very good test day today. I brought out the 2018.5 Husqvarna 
FC450 Rockstar Edition to give you a little comparison for a sidebar. I'm going to give you details about the KTM itself, but I also wanted to bring the Husqvarna to give you guys a little back-to-back comparison since no one's really doing that, which I don't know why. They're virtually the same bike, right? You know, we've gone over this many times, but I want to see the differences on these new bikes. So, um, you guys know the specs out there. If you don't know the specs on the new bikes, head over to keferinktesting.com or pulpmx.com. There's a breakdown of everything that's different from the 2018 versions and the 2018.5 KTM and Husqvarna. But specifically, this podcast is about the Orange Brigade, the dish. I've been chomping at the bit, waiting for this thing. It's a beautiful machine. I love orange. My favorite color has been orange since I was six years old. So when I saw this bike, I was in heaven. I was like, please, please, baby Jesus, let it work as good as it looks. I brought out Eric Grundahl, works at Alias. His dad owns Alias and also is, I think, half owners in the Factory Connection Honda team. Also has something to do with Southwick, as you guys know. Um, was owner of the Nest back in the day. So Eric quit racing full-time and is working at Alias full-time here down in San Diego. Great dude. Um, we talk back and forth on this podcast, so after I'm done here talking, stay tuned for that interview. We go over the bike and um, dive into more of the Husqvarna as well. So um, if you're looking for his opinion and a kind of bantering back and forth, um, hold tight after we do this podcast here in the studio and uh, stay tuned for that. Um, But basically, yeah, I would say getting on the bike, I wasn't expecting too much out of it. I was like, yeah, it's not going to be that much different than the 2018 bike. Um, The KTM 450 SXF won the 2018 um, Kiefering Testing Shootout. So you know it's a good bike. Most everyone... Um, I'm sorry, the KTM 450 SXF got second. I apologize. Honda won. The SXF got second. I write. The 250 won the 250 shootout. So, my bad. But it did win a day out of the three days, and it was at Glen Helen, which was a demanding day. Lots of bumps. Of course, it's Glen Helen, right? But it was raining that night, so it left it really, really um, deep, and the KTM came out really good. So, I know it's a good bike. It's won other shootouts. Of course, MXAs. I think it won a couple others, maybe Dirt Bike Magazine. So I knew we were dealing with a really bitchin' bike. I was just scared that the chassis changes they were going to make, which I hope would improve the things that I would want, um, frame flex, you know, that I was looking at at Loretta's that I didn't want that much of. Here in the West Coast side, I wanted some flex, so I thought it was okay. But once I rode the... That bike, the factory edition bike, um, last year at Loretta's, I thought it was fl- too much flex. So um, I hope the changes that they did make uh, would make it better. I'm here to say, guys, just the bike alone. So for those of you wondering, hey, should I even buy this thing? Should I wait? Blah, 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 blah. Is it that much better than 2018 version? Here's my point of view on this. And I just have one day, okay? I'm going to get the bike back. Um, I think within a week or so, and I'm going to put more time on it and give you guys another podcast about the things that I did, adjusted, so on and so forth. But I'm going to ride several other tracks and get you some more settings for the factory edition. But chassis alone feeling, comparing the 2018 to the factory edition, 
is worth the money. I would pay the extra thousand dollars or whatever it is, fifteen hundred, with just just this chassis. It's stiffer in the right spots. It's not rigid. Okay, so when I say stiff, don't take that as a rigid feel. I put uh, three twenty-five minute motos in today and a little warm up and photos. Blah blah blah. So I got a lot of time in. I was there at eight o'clock, eight thirty, and just got home. So uh, the track, like I said, the track was super bumpy and ruddy. So good test day. Right off the bat, guys, what you're gonna where you're gonna tell the difference between the eighteen and the factory edition is how much better it is off throttle. And when I say off throttle, is when I'm on gas wide open or three quarters of throttle, and I chop it to go into a corner. There's less movement, less wiggle. I don't get that much flex in the frame with this factory edition as I do the 18. It just feels that much more planted. Okay? And if I didn't think this was possible, it feels a little bit lighter than the 2018 version. They changed some things in the engine. Obviously, center of gravity kind of did all that differently with this new bike. Um, like I said, you can go to the specs on my website or Steve's website. Um, but just change of directions. If I want to dive down under a blown-out rut, I can cut down early. What I said when I was talking with Eric, and you will listen to this, I just said it was easier for me to ride fast because I don't have to think as much about um, the track as I do um, on other bikes. You know, And I'm a big Yamaha fan. I love the Yamaha bike. But this bike, at least the track I rode today, I can just ride it. If I think about, oh, I need to go there, boom, it goes there. I don't have to plan it you know, 100 to 200 feet before it happens. If I want it to happen, it happens right away, bam, because it's so light feeling. And I took weight for granted back in the day. I was like, yeah, it's bike's 247 pounds, 248 pounds, whatever. It, it feels planted. It's fine. But then you get on a bike like this where it's, you know, 13, 14 pounds lighter. I haven't weighed it yet. Um, I'll will, I will when I get the bike back. But it's significantly, significantly lighter than the Yamaha or even the Cowie. The Cowie's pretty light feeling as well, but this feels like a 250F with a lot of motor. So um, just that alone is worth the price of admission for this bike. Just chassis feeling. The engine changes from the 18 to this new factory edition is not huge, okay guys? So don't think you're gonna be on this bike, it's gonna be a monster. It's a little bit better on RPM response on map two. I tried map one, I was on map two most of the day because it's a faster type track with deep ruts. I would say a little bit better bottom end RPM response, slight. Maybe some of you guys out there may not notice that. I do notice more pulling power through the mid range, okay? So that is more noticeable in the mid-range than the bottom end feel. But you will notice a little bit, not much. Where you're going to notice it is on the track, chassis feel, and how the bike it feels agile and is less flexy in a good way um, than the 18. Also, the exhaust note, much different than the 18 version. It's more of a, instead of a deeper, throatier sound like the 18, it's more of a higher pitch, barkier sound. I noticed that right away when I started getting on it. To me, I like that sound better. You know, I know you guys are saying it's just sound. Who cares? But an exhaust note is 
it does matter to a rider. So if you talk to some of the riders out in the pits, exhaust note kind of determines how they ride or where they ride in the RPM. Um, shoot, I can do a podcast just on that alone. So um, I do like the exhaust note. Fork and shock, maybe minimally better, um, not much. Um, fork feel, like you guys know, I'm not a huge air fork guy, but I do like the comfort of this AER fork. The changes that they made in the clamp and the rigidity in the frame complement this fork. Um, we talk a little bit about the fork differences with the Husky to this KTM. I do feel like the KTM has a little bit better of comfort. Um, I'm sorry, a little bit more comfort in the beginning of the stroke than the Husqvarna. Um, the valving is the same between the two. There's nothing changed. I asked the guy today from KTM, Dave, and he said valving specs are same between Husqvarna and KTM. So nothing's changed there. Maybe just because I have almost 20 hours on the unit and this was about six hours on the KTM, maybe that was the differences. Maybe it's time for a rebuild on the Husqvarna. But it was just a little bit more comfort on light bump absorption when I'm under throttle, gassing it. I'm just hitting the tops of some square edge. I got more front end feel than I do um, with the vi the white bike. So shock to me, you think you feel most of the differences back there since the Husqvarna subframe is um, carbon composite. I don't think there's that much change. If anything, the Husqvarna has a little bit better rear um, in traction immediately out of corners, but it was so soft today, I preferred the KTM because it had more RPM response. So hopefully in the next week or two, I'll be riding the bikes more back-to-back -back on harder pack tracks, more square edgy, hard, um, hard dirt that doesn't give away, um, and I'll compare more to that. But, you know, you'll listen in this podcast when me and Eric talk about how well the bike is, and we really had to nitpick the things that we didn't like. If, Like I said, if I was going to choose something that I didn't like, handlebar width and throttle turning. I think the throttle turns too much. I would like to have a little bit less of a turn. If you go on a Japanese bike, Honda or Yamaha, they don't turn as far. I feel like I have to chicken wing it a little bit on the KTM, but it's something I just I get used to as I ride it more. Um, like I said, totally nitpicking. Um, but just hopping on the bike, guys, for me, I get excited about riding this bike. You've heard it before from me um, with this machine last year. It makes me excited to ride. It makes me uh, ride faster because I don't have to put as much effort in. And with the little bit um, better feeling mid-range power and, to me, better overall chassis feeling, um, it's going to be hard to beat. If this bike was in the 450 shootout, I can pretty much guarantee you that it probably would have won our shootout. I know it won other shootouts, but people like the Honda for the cornering capability and all that, and I think that's why the Honda won. But the KTM corner is even better this year with the chassis changes. I can really get on the gas sooner. Other people notice it that I bring to the track. When I ride the Husqvarna, and the KTM, they say, man, you get on the gas so soon. I can do that with this bike because it's so connected to the rear wheel. My throttle hand, rear tire, really a lot of connection to the ground. It never really wheelies unless I'm 
just leaning back too far on the bike too early, then it will wheelie. But otherwise, it's just constantly moving forward and gaining traction. And with that goes, um, my lap times are faster on this bike. Like I said, I've done lap times many times with the Yamaha and the Husqvarna. And the Husqvarna, I was always faster, six tenths to eight tenths. Same thing today, always between five tenths to nine tenths on the KTM. So um, now between the Husqvarna and the KTM, I'm pretty close. I was a little bit faster on the KTM than I was the Husqvarna today. So um, I just like just like the feel of the engine um, a little bit better on the KTM. I would say chassis feeling is same on Husqvarna and KTM, both in a positive way. It would be a toss-up for me if I was going to go spend my money which I might, so stand by if I get a divorce because uh, I don't know how Heather's going to be stoked about it. But I really would rather buy a KTM just for the simple fact of a slight better feeling engine. When I asked Eric this in this podcast that you will hear, he chose the Husqvarna. So the reason being, um, he says he liked to add some parts, so he said he would get some of that engine feel back with the pipe and some other things, drilling holes in the airbox, um, so on and so forth. But for me, I don't really screw with my bikes when I buy them. I kind of leave them stock because that's what I like. I like leaving my stuff stock and maybe mess with suspension, but otherwise engine and muffler, I just like to leave stock. And this bike, I could do that with. KTM always says ready to race, blah, blah, blah. Well, with this bike, it truly is. Eric said, hey, I could hop on this bike right now and do well. I would have to concur. I could hop on this bike right now and locally probably do really well. It would make me happy to ride. It would make me happy to ride because I would ride it fast. And that's what I like doing, guys. I like to go as fast as I can. Even though I'm older, I like to learn. I like to go fast. And I like to get better. And I feel like with this bike, I can do those things because allowing me to do things I normally can't do on other machines. I'm limited on some of the things I can do on the Yamaha. Although I love the Yamaha, I feel like I may love this bike just a little bit more. I'm going to spend more time on it, so let's not jump the gun, right? But initial impression, guys, is this is a great machine. Man, it's 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 going to be exciting for me to put more time on this thing. Um, so stay tuned after this. Um, you'll, you'll hear me and Eric talk about the KTM and the Husqvarna. Comparing them side by side, he rode both of them actually quite a bit today as well. And I like Eric. He's a good kid. He's uh, had some of the best bikes that money can buy. He currently rides a Honda, so he can decipher what's good and what's not. And wait till you hear what he has to say. He was super impressed, and as as was I. So um, kudos to the guys at KTM and the R and D department, Lytle. Um, you know, you guys know Casey Lytle from the Supercross days. Very smart guy, very humble, knows his shit. Ryan Morris, same thing, very humble, nice guy, knows his shit. Mike Sleater, very good test rider, has been around a while. So they have a solid group of guys that are there in the R&D department and know their stuff. Not to mention all the guys in Austria that are very, very smart that, have I, that I've had some time dealing with when I was at KTM back in... 03 and 04 and 05. So I know what they're working with, and it's only gotten better since then. Um, so 
I feel like the 2019 version, you guys know this, will be similar to this factory edition, maybe even a little bit better. So from what I hear, the new 450 will be available sometime in June. Seems like it's always earlier every year. So for those of you guys waiting, maybe can't get a factory edition because they're all sold out because I think they only brought like 500 in to the United States. It's going to be tough to find because they're good. So if you can't get one, you don't have to wait that long. We only got another five months to get 2019 bikes. So anyway, that's my initial thoughts on the bike. Stay tuned after this, so don't don't uh, drop this because uh, you'll hear an interview with Eric Grundahl and I, and we kind of go over the same stuff and a little bit more on this podcast. So um, thank you to KTM and Husqvarna for building such awesome machines and making all the other manufacturers get better because I do feel like that's what's happening. Japanese manufacturers are getting better as well and making the market so much, uh, to me, so much more fun on 450s. People think 450s are you know, fire breathers and they're out of control. They're getting easier to ride, guys, and they have a lot of horsepower, but to me, they don't get me as tired as other bikes. And like I said, they're getting easier to ride. They're not getting harder to ride. Back 10 years ago, man, those things were so gnarly. Like, I couldn't even hold on to them. I know my Yamaha that I had, I had to put a flywheel weight on that thing because it was so burly down low. So, um, good job to the KTM. Oh, let me add one more thing. Ergonomics. So, that's changed as well, right? So, plastics have changed. The big difference for me when I hopped on it, um, again, the feeling of riding it, you're kind of on top of it. You're not really in it. But the shroud area is so much better for lifting your legs up. Eric and I spoke about this a little bit, and you'll hear more about that. But just lifting your leg up straight in front of you by the front tire when, you st- when you're in ruts, instead of kind of having your leg out and up, which you kind of had to do on the 2018 because that shroud had a bend in it. Well, now that bend is gone because the radiators are lower and the shrouds are narrower in that area. So a much more slimmer Again, lighter feeling bike. I, I can't really, uh, I can't really fathom how much lighter it feels than the 2018 version. I don't know about if any other media outlet talked about that, but um, that's one thing that stood out to me. Ergonomics is a little bit better, lighter, and uh, easier to ride. So um, I'm going to work with this bike more. I'm rambling on here because I'm excited, but. Uh, Stay tuned for a little interview with Eric and I, and listen to the commercials. Support the people that help us here. Um, Of course, RockyMountainATVMC.com. Thank you. Fly Racing, Race Tech. Don't forget, Rutted Racing. Get some shirts, hats, hoodies. They sell all this stuff for your your chick. Get her dialed in. And also, if you guys want to head over to ScreenPrintingDone.com, get some shirts made up for your party. Um, little Johnny's birthday party or Supercross party. You want to get in on uh, the Fox broadcast, have some shirts made, hit up screenprintingdone.com. Mention Kiefer and you get 10 free shirts. That's kick-ass. So support the people that support here. We'll keep this thing running. And stay tuned. In a couple weeks, too, we're going to do this sucker again with more details, suspension settings, um, and dial it in more. I didn't really do much today besides write it and give you guys some feedback. Honestly, I didn't know which way to go. Be, be real with you guys. It was so good that I didn't really have to screw with anything. So um, 
if that means anything to you guys. So, But we will tinker like we always do. We'll figure some stuff out because I'm sure we're going to run into some snacks, some snags and snafus like we always do. No bike is perfect. And if there is flaws, you know I'll find one. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys next week. Welcome, everybody, to the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. Today we are at Comp Edge in lovely Hesperia, California in the high desert. And we have none other to help me test today. Alias his own Eric Grundall. Yeah. How many people say Grundall? Uh, I get Grundle a lot. Grundle? Yeah. That's what people said in Supercross? That's, that's the main one, yeah. All right. Um, so he he came down here today, actually say came up here to help me um, evaluate the KTM 450SXF Factory Edition. 2018 and a half is what Dave from KTM said, it, what they're calling it, but I have heard 2018. But nonetheless, um, you guys can go to keyforinktesting.com. You guys can see all the changes. That's up on my website. You can go to pulpamex.com. It's also up there if you guys want to know the nuts and bolts of the changes from the regular um, 2018 version versus the factory edition. Um, I haven't written it. This is the first time today, so we'll just kind of dive right into it. Um, and also, too, what we're going to do, talk a little bit about the Husky Rockstar Edition because I noticed that no other magazine outlets have been comparing them. And on paper, they're pretty close to the same. Um, but first things first, we're just going to break down the KTM on just how it feels in general. Um, you ride... Uh, 18 Honda, Honda 450. Yep. Um, so tell me a little bit about hopping on the KTM. Does it take a while for you to get used to it, or are you good? No, I was good. Um, it probably took me two laps, and I was pretty comfortable on the bike. It's very easy to get used to. Uh, corner's great. Very light bike. I oh. loved it. Let's get to the engine part of it. So obviously it has a map switch one and two. Um, I played with both of those. Um, I didn't really mess with traction control today because at Comp Edge, we actually had some ruts. Um, it was soft dirt. Um, but what do you think of the engine on the new bike? Uh, the new engine's amazing. It <clears throat> My Honda is very snappy. Yeah. And this bike has, it has that snap, but the power is really smooth and I would say a little bit more controllable. Okay. And it was very, very good for the deep ruts and the inside corners. You did, the bike didn't want to get away from you. Are you a uh, map one or map two guy today? Map two guy. Okay. So similar to me, um, as you guys know, I'm all about the Orange Brigade. I was on Orange Brigade Loretta's last year. I like that bike so much that that's what I took um, to Loretta's. I did think the frame needed some work. That's what I did notice when I went to East Coast style dirt was soft and ruddy. I got some frame flex, and as it, um, as I was under throttle, under load, the frame would kind of, um, you know, flex, and then as I got off, it kind of sprung back a little bit. So I could feel some some frame flex from last year's bike. Um, I didn't get that with this bike, so the frame has changed dramatically. And just for me, and we're talking about the engine. Comparing the 2018 version versus this just factory edition bike, there's more differences for me in the chassis area than there is engine. Same thing with Eric said. I also feel like linear power. You would say that, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, smooth, yet has some RPM response. Um, 
for me, I would like a little bit more snap, I guess. Like, I want a little bit more when it's really deep and get out of the hole, but it's just so easy to ride, right? Yeah, yeah. I would, um, I would actually prefer it to be... Actually, I like the way it is because... I don't really like riding deep tracks anymore because okay. I'm just riding for fun now. Right. So if, as long as I'm going, I mean, I didn't. It wasn't sandy today, but it was. It was perfect deep for I California. Yeah, for yeah. California. I mean, I wouldn't have changed really anything about the engine today. Yeah, and it, as a 450 guys, if you guys aren't familiar with the KTM, dude, this thing revs so far. Yes, and I used to have the old factory edition. Okay, what year was that one? 2016 I believe Okay, and I used to ride KTM 250s and I loved the 250 but I didn't really gel with the 450 I know that it was the lightest of the, all the 450s but it just kind of felt heavy to me how you were talking about the frame flex maybe a little too much yeah. and it would spring back and always when I was charging in high speed areas the bike would be all over the place right. kind of and I just never felt super comfortable on it yeah and that's kind of what the the old chassis did for me is when you're on throttle and immediately you chop the throttle so right on desail you feel a wiggle and it's not so much in the suspension or the fork per se it's more in chassis flex so that's what i feel on last year's bike or I should say this year's bike but this new uh chassis is is for the better for me um like we said standard engine maybe a little bit tiny bit more pull in the mid-range for me from the 18 but uh if I had to really nitpick, you know, the AT and the factory edition, I would say um, slightly better mid-range pull, but otherwise still awesome motor. Um, honestly, guys, there's nothing really compares to a KTM engine. Like, I'm a big Yamaha fan. I love a Yamaha 450, and that motor's really good, but it can be a handful at times. Like, I feel like I can charge super hard on a KTM, and my lap times, I feel like I'm going slower. But the the bike, the engine is so easy to ride. So Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, I, and actually, you said that today. We were talking and bullshit, and you said, man, I could hop on this thing right now. And qualify for a national. Yeah. I, it could be my first day on the bike, and I have full confidence that I could have qualified. You have enough straight, engine to get. Yeah, straight out of the box. Don't even have to change the suspension. That's that's how good the bike is yeah so let's let's get down to the chassis feel again um frame is different um they went to a little bit more of a rigid chassis and once again you can hit uh, my website and you can see the, the actual breakdown of where that is um but where i feel that is just like we were saying is on diesel as soon as i chop the throttle i get a little bit um less flex and under throttle coming out of corners i feel like the bike stays straighter yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, okay. So, what, yeah, <laughs> I forgot, when, lost my train of thought. I was going to keep going and then just totally <laughs> spaced it. But um, chassis feeling's good. It's stable. If you guys, for those of you guys on aluminum frames out there that are on Japanese bikes, um, it's hard to explain when you get off of an aluminum frame, which I have been riding the Yamaha the last week or so. <clears throat> I haven't really touched the Rockstar Edition Husky in about a week. And then I get back onto this steel frame feel, and I'm telling you, it's such. It, to me, it, that's the first thing I notice is the feeling and the comfort, the bump absorption. Um, anytime I hit a bump, I get a less reactive feel. I guess that's what you could say. The whole bike has a dead feeling. Yeah. Could you agree with that? Feels. It feels pretty. Um, just 
plant sticks to the ground. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's really no other way to describe it. And, and, and uh, usually, when I have an air fork on these bikes, I'm not really stoked on uh, front end feeling. Um, yeah. But for me, this air fork is the best air fork there is. Um, what did you feel about suspension when I mean, you're coming off of a spring from the Honda? So. Yeah. I mean, I've always hated air forks. I've never rode with an air fork that I've liked, yeah. to be honest. And this air fork, because I've always felt that you couldn't really feel the front end kind of with vague. the air fork. Yeah. yeah, like you couldn't really feel where the front tire was. I, I found myself pushing over ruts constantly. Mm -hmm. And this one, you have pretty much full feeling on the front end. I actually liked the the Husky feeling mm -hmm. a little bit better than the KTM and that could be due to the the plastic subframe. Yeah. And I just felt very um planted going down the hills and I felt like I could carve wherever I wanted to go. Yeah, the air fork feel that I used to bitch about and complain about back in the day about mid-stroke harshness um I explained that some of this stuff on my website is like if you dug the knob into the ground that's what a spring fork feels like. You can feel the knobbies get into the dirt. And the air fork always seemed to kind of ride on top of the dirt a little yep. bit more. With this fork, I would say it's in between. It doesn't have that all the way bite down feel of a spring fork. Right. But it's not light. It feels like it does dig in. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have that wishy-washy feeling through yeah. the corners. So once again, comfort on the on the fork is, is good on this bike. Um, it's hard for me to really complain about too many things today, and I, we rode a lot, but um, I'm going to get the bike back in about two weeks. I'm going to put more time on other tracks, but just overall feeling for the suspension, we ran 105 sag, me and you are close to the same weight, close to the same speed, and didn't really bitch about much. I mean, you chained, you tried some stuff though today. Yeah, I believe we slowed down the rebound three clicks. On the shock. Because, on the shock, mm -hmm. yeah. Because I was kind of feeling, um, I was getting bucked a little bit going down some of the hills. Mm -hmm. And that ended up being too much. And it just felt too squatted for me. And okay. I couldn't, I found myself fighting in the corners a little bit. Yeah. And so we went back out two. To, so we were just one from stock, right. and it was perfect for me. I would have, I mean, I love the bike. Yeah, so I went out and did a moto, and Eric slowed down the shock um, three clicks, and he thought, like he said, it just wasn't, wasn't as good. So we split the difference, and, and you were pretty happy with that. Yeah. And then I rode his setting, and also thought it was it was okay, but actually stock was was probably best for me as the track got worn in and more braking bumps and uh, some square edge happened. I just wanted the shock to move a little bit more to get some more traction, and that's what I got. Um, what can I say about the ergonomics on this bike? Oh, last year's bike wasn't stoked on the shroud area. Um, did yeah. you have much time on the 18? Yeah, so I had a lot of time on, I raced Supercross on it, and then some of the Nationals, and I did not, I did not like the shroud area. I found myself actually getting bruises yeah, right? on the insides of my knees from hitting it. Dude, that's funny you said because I'm the same way, like yeah. right where my knee braces hit. Yep. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and this year, the radiators are lower, The everything's kind of pushed in, so that curve that that shroud um, presented itself um, last year's bike, or 18, the factory edition is straight. Yeah. So I don't just, feel like it, I have to stick my leg out. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't have that curve. It's more just tapered now. Right. Um, what I can say about the bike is, as well, as long as ergonomics, the bars a little bit wide for me. Uh, it's a neck and bar. 
I think they're 810 millimeters long. For those of you out there, you guys can cut them. I cut the Husqvarna bar um, to 801, so um, you guys can do that out there. But overall, the seat, very grippy, a um, little bit too much for me. It kind of tears up my ass a little bit. I had some uh, zero Gs on, and it kind of ate them up. Yeah, I haven't rode too much lately, so yeah. I actually wore two pairs of underwear because I was out riding at Paula two days ago and it was starting to hurt so I was like man I so better be prepared up. today yeah. he doubled, hey Eric double bags it so that's what he did today <laughs> so he got it um, I'm just going to talk about the weight that's it's unbelievable I, like I've been riding the Rockstar Edition been riding the Yamaha been riding the Cowie and I hop on this sucker this thing feels so light and how I can explain it to you I was talking to some guys today at the track I can, there's long ruts today for here, um, for those of you guys who know Comp Edge. There's, the rut started early, ended late, and I could just stand up around the whole corner without yeah. having to fight it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if the rut was blown out, I can just cut down. Yeah. And that's, Honda on paper is heavy, but feels pretty light when you ride it. Yeah, for sure. So what's the difference between you and the Honda on that? Between me and the Honda, I actually wanted to ride it today, but my bike was a little not not ready to go. Yeah. I'm not much of a mechanic. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> but for me, the weight difference on the new factory edition KTM is it feels like a 250 with a 450 engine in it, like mm-hmm. the 450 pole, but it doesn't feel kind of big right. when you're riding it. Uh-huh. And the, four, the, the Honda feels more like a 450 when you're riding it right. but i do like the honda better than the old ktm it felt lighter than the old ktm which even is the though, old 18 version yeah, yeah. The, the old 18 version yeah. and it's actually like 20 pounds heavier i think I think, it's got a, 15, I think something like that the, the dry weight is 221 something yep you know so i think it's maybe 15 to 17 pounds lighter yeah and so the old bike compared to the honda I felt that the Honda was lighter when I was riding it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and I think some has to do with the with the 2018 KTM power plant being kind of smooth and that Honda being peppy. Yeah. That kind of helps weight feel, too. Yeah, really, there's the Honda and the KTM and the Husky, they're, or the new Husky and KTM, right. they're very, the, all three of those bikes are very easy, at least for me, mm-hmm. to get used to. Mm-hmm. I did, like, two laps on the new Yamaha, and I just couldn't do it i couldn't do it yeah. I, I don't know why it just felt so it's a big for not you? right to me yeah okay. it felt big and it i mean for me i don't know if the mapping was weird on it or yeah. something because yeah. it didn't feel that strong to me it felt too way too smooth coming out of the corners right. for me so getting back to the lightweight feel um i'm much like eric to you know his comments were um, just coming into corners, man, I can really feel um, less of the weight. Um, engine braking feel is not as much as a Yamaha. I don't get a lot of engine braking. There's not a lot of, vibra- a lot of vibration in the bike. Um, but if I have to cut down when a rut's blown out, it's easy to do. If I just look at a different line in sweepers, I can cut below um, some square edge. It's just, it takes less brain work for me to move around on the track versus a Yamaha. Yep. I, I can be more creative with my lines mm-hmm. um, with this bike. And I never really got too picky about weight back in the day, but now that we ha- are kind of getting spoiled with KTM and yeah. Husqvarna doing 
such a good job with weight. Yeah. Um, it's going to be tough for the Japanese guys to figure it all out and drop the weight, you know? No, for sure. And going back to what you said about the vibration, yeah, that was a big thing for me on the old KTM. Right. Is I felt that it vibrated a lot, mm -hmm. and that could have been that bigger feeling, the heavier feeling for it. Right. And this bike has, I mean, barely, you can't feel anything, Nothing. to be honest. It feels like... I mean, going back to the what I said before, it feels like you're riding a 250 just with the 450 power. If there's one thing you didn't like about the bike, what would it be? Didn't like? Yeah. They had to pick, you had to, you had to <laughs> nitpick today. You gotta, yeah. You're making me think Yeah, right now. I put them on the spot, guys, so we didn't plan this, so. Yeah. For me, one thing, I'm, and I'm going to nitpick, so maybe this will spark something in your, in your mind. Um, throttle. The pull is nice and buttery and, and easy to do, but I feel like I gotta twist it very, very far. I I totally agree. That's what I was just thinking about. Uh -huh. Is one the bars too wide for me, mm -hmm. and the throttle? I felt like I was constantly like, like chicken, chicken wing. wing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm not. I'm so used to where I've always rode and positioned my arm. Yeah. For at least for the Honda that, I mean, I guess I would just have to roll the the throttle And I tried that, forwards. and so what happens is, so I've tried rolling the body mm -hmm. up and all this, and what happens is now when you when I'm going off on D-cell, I'm not going forward. enough, and I'm yeah. still getting whiskey. Yep. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, that would be whoa, sketchy. Whoa. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I tried a different cam, throttle cam, that Husqvarna gave me for the, for the Rockstar Edition, and it almost made it too aggressive down low in the corner. So I need to split the black cam that KTM Husqvarna have versus the stock cam. Somewhere in the middle, I need something in there to kind of, so I don't have to twist it so much. That's the only thing I could really bitch about on this bike because um, I'm similar to you. I have to kind of chicken ring it and really yeah. get into it. Because honestly, we think we're probably going wide open and we're probably in a three-quarter throttle. Yeah, I, I don't know that I ever got to wide open today. And there is a couple... Um, well, quite a few parts of the track had square edges. Yeah. And whenever I would hit them, and I'd have arm pump on like lap three. Yeah. And <laughs> but honestly, that's I'd good. I feel like I'm gonna get whiskey. Whiskey. Yeah. But I never did. Right. But I would always kind of feel it, so I'd be a little almost hesitant. Yeah. And then the other thing for me is the difference between the Husky and the KTM is I actually liked how the Husky felt going down the hills better than the KTM. The KTM, I didn't have as much confidence mm -hmm. in going down, going through the bumps, because there's this one steeper downhill off-camber corner. Mm -hmm. And the Husky, I felt like I could charge into those bumps as fast as I wanted to, and I was so confident in the front end that I could just cut wherever I wanted. And the, the KTM, I almost felt like I didn't have as much confidence because it kind of felt like it could go away from me at any time. Right. So I was kind of tiptoeing almost. So that kind of leads us into our talk here with the Husqvarna and the comparison with the factory edition. Um, that was one standout for you. Yeah. Um, engine feeling between the two. Engine feeling, the KTM better. Okay. For sure. Where at? The bottom end, just coming out of the corners, it just had a little bit more oomph to it. Yep. And 
it was perfect for my riding style. I like to be. I'm not a high Are you a RPM Barsha guy. Type of guy. I'm not Barsha, but <laughs> I I do like riding in the higher RPMs. Okay. So for me, that was that was like the perfect package yep. on the KTM for the motor, and then the Husky just it was a little too lazy coming out for me. But I feel like you could fix that with a pipe or right. So basically, what Eric's saying, and for those of you guys already know and listened to this stuff before, airbox is different between the two. Um, the the volume is different between the airboxes, a little bit smaller in the on the Husky. Um, the muffler is different um, between the KTM and the Husqvarna. So, and also swing arm is a little bit different. I forgot to mention that to you during the day. Um, and of course, you know, handlebars, one's Pro Taper Husqvarna, one's Necken on the KTM. So little differences that you wouldn't think matter, but for me do matter. I, when I asked Eric today which one he would want, you said Husky. Yeah. And after mm-hmm. I wrote him, I'd say I want to, I like the KTM feel because of the engine. I just want some more RPM response, and that's what the KTM gave me. It's very close. I even have some holes drilled out from uh, Jason Anderson's bike side panel on the Husqvarna, and it does help a little bit. Um, but for me, just hopping on, um, excitement feel. I feel the fork action on the KTM's a little bit better than the Husqvarna. Granted, the Husqvarna has damn near 20 hours on it. It's been riding the shit out of it, yeah. and, the, and the KTM has seven, six, seven hours on it. So that could be the difference there because they are the same valving spec between the two. Um, the pipes are a little different. Yeah, right? the, yeah, yeah. So the pipe on the Husqvarna is a little bit has a cone in there, so yep. a little bit quieter. And I feel like maybe if we stuck a KTM muffler on there, you could get some yeah. of that back. I feel like they could be probably the same if we stuck right. a KTM muffler on there. But for me, very close feeling. Yeah, um, it's so hard to decide. If I was going straight out of the box, not doing anything to the bike, yeah. I would go KTM mm-hmm. strictly because of that little bit on the bottom end. Right, but you know what you're going to do. But if I was getting one, I would get the Husky, and then I would get a pipe for it, and yeah. maybe revalve the suspension. But yeah, that would be it. So the differences aren't aren't very drastic, guys out there. It's uh, it's slight. But if you would like a little bit of a smoother roll-on linear power, Husqvarna would be it. If you want a little bit more pep down low, KTM is your choice. But for me, either one, I would take either. Um, As far as looks, my favorite color is orange. Always has been since I was little. I like that colorway. Eric goes the other way. I like like the, the white Husky, I think. When they first showed it, I was not... Thank on you. it at Thank all. you. Everyone's tripping out on the side panel, the cut. Yeah. Right. I, I was like, man, that thing... It, it's kind of ugly. It's kind of ugly. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of hideous. Yeah. But Once you see it in person... When you see it in person and seeing it week after week, watching Anderson and Wilson, those guys riding it, it actually... It's grown on me. And now it's it's probably one of my favorite looking bikes. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like, I went to the intro in LA and I'm like, eh, Yeah. Eh. And then I... Went to I went and rode it, then spent some time with it. I'm like, dude, I think it's good looking. Like yeah. I like it. So I'm not big on the Rockstar Star. I'm not that kind of dude. I feel yeah, like I mean, I I you put design, graphics on it. So yeah, I I already I actually mocked one up already just because I like when new bikes come out. I just mess around with that stuff. So did you keep the yellow colorway in it too? No, no. I took I just went straight white and navy. Oh, that's probably sexy. Yeah. I wish I had a picture. I'd I show know. You. Right. I could use one right now. So. 
that's that's the differences, guy. I don't really have a much difference between the two. And uh, Dylan Epstein's pulling up here. <laughs> Hold on a second. Um, but that there's not much differences between the Husqvarna and the KTM. Um, little things, just engine-wise. I felt like the fork action's a little bit better. Did you notice anything different with suspension? Not really, besides the Husky has a little more time on it, and the rear felt springy to me. Uh-huh. So on the the more sloped downhills and not so steep, yeah. it was kind of going a little wild on me yeah. and getting, uh, getting a little bit of a buck. But other than that, not really a whole lot. Not nothing in the front end. Nothing for that's going to make you or break you to buy one yeah, or the other. No, yeah. for sure. So, all right, guys. Well, that's pretty much uh, Eric's you know, point of view. Um, Eric, talk a little bit about Alias real quick. You want to plug that? Uh, yeah, I mean we don't have to. AliasMX.com. Yeah, AliasMX.com. Check out the new Cheetah line just dropped a couple weeks ago, yep. and we've got some new stuff in the works for uh, spring. So, for those of you who don't know Eric, your dad is part owner of the Factory Connection team, correct? Yeah, yeah, the Geico Honda team. The Geico Honda team, and he, he owns Alias, and Eric's pretty much running the joint there now, right? Yeah, I I do the... Um, so David Solomon's kind of our like general manager. Okay. And then I do all of the design and then well I do all of the, the clothing and gear design. Mm-hmm. And then we have Travis who does our ads. And then I do the social media and bring all the gear for the Geico guys. Just a real quick backstory before I get off here, guys. I didn't know Eric that well. I mean, I followed him on social media, like I'm sure everyone else does. You know, I think you know someone you really I was, don't. I was pretty stoked too because I was like, "Man, I've seen videos of this guy. He has yeah. like ten thousand followers." I'm like, "That's sick." <laughs> so, I've seen Eric and his when he was racing, and of course they had what they called the nest back then. Your dad yep. and you guys had the property and the house back there, and I was thinking, "Oh, this kid is got it made. He's got sick bikes, got a sick tractor, he got sick riders to ride with." So before I met him. I'm not a judgy type of person. I'm thinking this kid's gonna be a spoiled dick. I'm Come not gonna. On. I did, dude. I'm not. I'm, oh, I'm not gonna man. lie. So I was like, and I met you, and you're just. I like you. You're genuine. Um, that's why I called you. you. You shook my hand. It's like a normal person. I was like, and honestly, dude, you might not think that's that's uh, normal, but it's hard to find people that have that kind of stuff and are cool. So thank you. I good really job appreciate on that. that. No, I've I've dealt with that my whole life. People always think that, but I mean, I just try and be pretty mellow, laid back. I'm yeah. not trying to show off or anything. No, you're a good dude. So thank you for helping. Yeah, check no, out thank Alias. You. They got a new Cheetah line drop. Aiden, Aiden, my son loves it. So uh, he just got a set and he wears it. So um, go check him out. Thanks. Yeah, thank you very much.